Hello and welcome to episode 9 in our series, In the Heart of God. Today our topic is the Passover. Apostle Charles and I are going to discuss what the Passover is and its relevance in our lives today. My name is Stephanie Wright. Join us on our journey as we look into the heart of God to understand the significance of the Passover. Hello, everyone. This is Apostle Charles. Stephanie, will you start us out with a background on the Passover? Thank you, Charles. Passover is the most important holiday in the Jewish calendar. It is the celebration of the liberation of the Jewish people from 430 years of slavery in Egypt. It will be celebrated this year from Friday, April 15, through sundown on Saturday, April 23. So it will be celebrated during what we call Resurrection or Easter Sunday, April 17. One way to acquaint our listeners with the Passover is to remind them of the movie The Ten Commandments. I loved to watch that movie each year right before Easter on television. It didn't matter that I could own the DVD or see it streaming. I still wanted to sit through every commercial for almost three hours. And who could forget the scene of the green smoke moving slow and low on the ground that represented the angel of death? Excitement would build as the death angel passed by the house with the mark of the blood of the lamb on its doorposts. And then the green misty fog made its way to the evil Pharaoh's house, and you could not help but feel sorry for Pharaoh's son who died when the death angel entered the bedchamber. The child was the victim of his own father's stubbornness and refusal to let God's people go. That was the last plague God sent, the death of the firstborn child, before Pharaoh finally let the people leave Egypt. The Passover is a remembrance by the Jewish people of that time when they took a lamb, slayed it, and put the blood over the post of their door. The death angel passed over, Passover. And in the end, Pharaoh did let God's people go from their bondage. I have never focused on Passover much, but I was moved by some scriptures I was reading one morning in Second Chronicles chapter 30 and chapter 31. King Hezekiah called the people to Jerusalem to remember the Passover and how God had delivered them out of Egyptian bondage. Some of the people were glad to remember, but others mocked the king and did not go to Jerusalem. But those who obeyed the king and came to Jerusalem were blessed. These scriptures made me think about the significance of the Lamb and the blood, obedience, and blessing today. The Passover is a foreshadowing of the crucifixion of Christ. We know from scripture that Jesus is the Lamb, the Lamb of God. John said in John chapter 1, verse 29, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. And in John 1, 
verse 36, John reaffirms the title when he says, The next day, John sees Jesus coming to him and says, Behold, the Lamb of God, which takes away the sin of the world. Jesus represents the Passover lamb, and that lamb's blood was shed on Calvary for our sin, to take away our sin, to cleanse us from sin. When he gave his life on Calvary, his blood was shed. It cleansed us from all sin. 1 John chapter 1, verse 7, part B reads, But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, his Son, cleanses us from all sin. So we are set free through the shedding of blood from our bondage to sin. Through his suffering, we are set free from sickness, for by his stripes we are healed. 1 Peter 2, verse 24, Isaiah 53, verse 5. And finally, we are set free from death because we will have everlasting life. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 57. So, Apostle Charles, will you share your thoughts with us on the significance of the Passover? Well, my concept that I received and revelation that I believe I received is that the Passover, which was started at the exodus of the children of Israel out of bondage, which is supposed to be celebrated by all the Jews today who are practicing Judaism, but especially should be celebrated by those who are true Christians and followers of Christ. Uh, we have to come to the place in Christ where we do understand significance, which is in plural, for the Passover. If you remember your Bible very well, you remember Jesus was uh, in the upper room with the disciples. And in the upper room with the disciples, the Lamb of God, which was Jesus, the Lamb of God, his blood, like Stephanie, you had said, uh, that his blood, his shed blood on the cross, his death, his burial, his resurrection after dying on the cross is a type of Passover. In other words, Jesus passed over from this life as Jesus who was embodied in the flesh to continue the Passover practice that is to be followed by those who are followers of Jesus. What do I mean? In other words, Passover started at the exodus of the children of Israel from bondage and sickness and slavery and things like that, and from those troubles. But it doesn't mean that your troubles are entirely over because Jesus said, in this world, you will have trouble. But he said, uh, don't be uh, dismayed or, or discouraged because he said, I, the Passover lamb, have has overcome the world. So we have to overcome the world through the blood of the lamb. Like Stephanie, you were saying that the uh, the fog of the spirit or the angel of death that went through Egypt and uh, where the blood was located, the blood of the lamb was located on doorposts, then the angel would pass over. Why did the angel pass over? Because of the blood. And then at the same time, the Lord had uh, told his ch the children of Israel, now you're going to have a feast. 
during the time of this Passover in Egypt, and you will sit down and you will eat and you will worship the Lord and you will eat the flesh of the lamb and you will have drink. That was a type at that time of what we call Eucharist or what some would call Seder or some would call communion. It was the first Passover. And then the children of Israel came out. And then, of course, you know, you know, the biblical background and story, how that they passed over through the uh, from the Reed Sea or the Red Sea, how that it was dried up and so forth and so on. So the travel, the journey of Passover started in one place. But you question yourself and say, well, where will Passover end? Well, I got news for you. Passover in its significance never ends. And I know you wonder, how in the world could I dare say that? Well, when Jesus sat down with his disciples in the upper room and they had the Passover feast, he had just finished the Passover feast with them, and then he began to teach them. If you look at John 7, 16, you will see what Jesus taught his disciples. He was giving them bread. He was giving them his drink. He was teaching them the manna of heaven, which was his body, his life, his heart, God's heart. He was telling them what was in God's heart, Passover, a continual Passover. Now, Every time we grow in the Lord, that means transition. That means transformation. That means change. That means Passover. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. So today, when we look at Passover, we have to go beyond the initial Passover. We have to go beyond even the upper room Passover and what the Jews call Seder or it's called Seder. Uh, some of us call it communion and some of us call it Eucharist. But then there is no such thing as, as time goes by, a last supper. Passover will never end because Jesus said to his disciples, Matthew 26 and 29, he said, I will not drink again of the, the of this fruit. In other words, I will not drink again of this Passover. I will not sit down at a festival with you until I drink it new with you in my father's kingdom, the eternal heaven. So to me, whatever is new implies another Passover. I'm not the person I used to be 10 years ago, five years ago, nor last year. I have had many Passovers. You are having many Passovers. You have had many trials. You have had things you had to conquer, and you had to conquer it through the blood of Jesus who passes over. All these circumstances in life that tried to hinder you. Look at the resurrection, for example. The resurrection of Jesus is not only a typology of what we will experience in resurrection or rapture, some would say. It is a Passover. You are passing over from the grave, from death. Death cannot pass over you because you will pass over death. You will be raised again to do what? You're going to have the experience of the millennial period. That's going to be a time when Jesus has come back, his second coming. And we will be like kings and priests in the earth. He's given us all kinds of power because of the Passover. Because of the Passover, lamb's blood is upon you, is upon us. And you and I shall dwell in the house of God forever, having more Passovers, having a party, if you would, a festival a time of, of love and compassion and unity with God in heaven. 
at the table of the bridegroom with his bride, the church, forever and ever. And then think of this. God, who is still yet creator, will continue to create new things. And I don't have a clue how he does it, except that he's God. He'll be continuously making all things new. I don't believe it's just going to be all things new in the earth. I believe it's going to be all things new in heaven because he has the power of creativity. And when he creates, what he's creating is new things. And that means that you're going to change from this point, that point, that time, whatever time, if there is no such thing, which is time in heaven, like we know it on the earth, eternity will always create by God's grace and because of the blood of Jesus on our hearts, through our lives, we will continue to have new Passovers. Passover will never end. Thank you, Apostle Charles. You know, there's one more thing I want to mention that the lamb that the uh, Israelites used for their Passover, we learned yesterday that that lamb actually lived in the house with them. So it makes me think of the lamb of God, Jesus, living with us, and now the Holy Spirit living in us. But he no longer has to be sacrificed because his one death, burial, and resurrection was all that was needed for us to have victory in this life. And did you have any other things you'd like to add, Apostle Charles? Yeah, you made me think about when John, the revelator, when he saw Jesus, he saw the lamb, the resurrected lamb of God, Jesus. In fact, if you go back and look in your scriptures in Revelation, you'll see he was referred to as the lamb of God. Also, uh, just as a thought uh, about the Hebrew practice of what we call Eucharist or communion or uh, some people call it Last Supper, which there's only been one Last Supper and there won't be another one, in uh, what some of us call uh, communion. That today, when the Jews practice the Passover feast in their homes, they leave a seat that's empty. They leave a, a plate that's empty, a cup that's empty. And it's believed that they're expecting, uh, in many cases, according to some scholars, that Elijah is supposed to come back and feast with them. Well, guess what? No, we're going to go to heaven when, uh, on the, after the last moment when, the, when God calls us in. We're going to go to heaven and he'll be up there waiting for us because there are a lot of empty seats up there and a lot of empty plates up there and a lot of empty cups. And you want to be a part of that Passover feast. You want to be a part of that quick anointing to be present with the Lord. He's going to bring you back if you're willing to follow him today. So enter into the heart of God and see what God has prepared for you. Enter into the heart of God and receive eternal life. Receive the lamb of God. Receive the blood of Jesus so that you will be saved. And don't let anything or anybody deter you or keep you from God's presence. Enter into his heart and get a greater understanding that you've had before. I'm still seeking the Lord myself. Be blessed. Thank you, Apostle Charles. And of course, remember, we still have a work to do in this earth and that is what Jesus expects for us. So until it is your time, work while it is day. God bless you.
Now we will have a closing prayer from Apostle Charles, followed by contact information. Thank you, Stephanie. Well, Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for the blood of your lamb, your sacrificial lamb, that lamb being Jesus Christ, our Savior. We thank you for that we have fellowship with you and fellowship with one another. Thank you, Father, for the blood which you have shed upon our lives so that we would be delivered from sin, that we would be delivered from bondages, that we and our listeners, we all are made free from sickness by his blood and by the stripes uh, that he received, we are healed. Yes, Lord, we thank you that we are made free from death, that we shall experience your resurrection, all because of the blood of Jesus, your Passover lamb. And we're expecting and believing that each listener today will learn more about the significance of your Passover. It is your Passover, Lord, not ours. It is your will. It's been in your heart before there was even uh, the beginning of the earth and the beginning of creation. You always had it in your heart and mind, and I believe this, to repopulate heaven because of the blood of Jesus and your Passover in our lives. Thank you for our Passovers that are multiple in Jesus' name. Amen. If you want to contact us or comment on this podcast, please visit our website, cgmissions.com forward slash podcast, where all episodes are available by category in series format. This is Apostle Charles. Until next time. Charles George Missions is a 501c3 nonprofit organization. All donations are tax deductible. Donations may be made through our website, cgmissions.com.